1: Laker game tonight. They're going to be Slee, What jersey sides do you need? They may need you to uh, get out there and get a few shots up there. Running very, very short-handed. Yeah, it'll I, be a,
2: it'll be a Kings jersey.
1: <laughs> 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 they play tomorrow night. It'd be just
3: Dejounte Murray. <laughs> uh, Ireland's running point <laughs> shooting guard. Michael could get some minutes. Yeah, oh, they're, Michael's.
1: They're down a lot of guys. They'll get they you are, eleven
3: and eleven today.
1: Uh, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, and Troy Brown, Troy Brown Jr are all not going to play tonight and the first two guys that I mentioned could be down for a couple weeks at least. Yeah, they'll be reevaluated <clears throat> in
2: a couple weeks. So, are you going to wear the jersey against after the Kings on Monday? Lakers are going to
3: win that one. I'm calling my shot right now. You kind of had a little bit of that confidence in the last one, and you started
2: selling me on it. And next thing I know, they're down 15. I'm like, <laughs> they're,
4: gonna, they're coming off a back to back. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be rough.
2: Second night of a back to back, no Austin Reeves. Yeah. No Likely AD. no LeBron. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I like it's the second night of a back to back. I'm like, wait, I don't think that's
4: helping your argument here.
2: Emily has a good point. Back to back, usually a time that LeBron takes off.
4: Yeah. Are you feeling like an itch in your throat or anything, Slee? <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, if, yes. if you're not here, if you're not here on Monday, you have to wear the jersey at home. <laughs> I'll live stream. Yeah, how, now. Yeah, how do we enforce live that? You live, you live stream. Yeah, I will I... be here on Monday. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll we'll, be here. We'll see. Right. I, like cut that. That.
1: I will potentially be here on Monday. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Some very very good news before we Al get sprained to, his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> what what Magic uh, had to say about the Kawhi Leonard deal or, or non deal from a few years ago. Um, DeMar Hamlin has made some very positive and real progress. The breathing tube was removed. He was able to briefly communicate with his teammates and friends and doctors. He appears to be neurologically sound. Um, he's breathing on his own. And there was even a discussion about when he may be able to return to his own home with his family and everything wow. else. So e- everything that you could hope with DeMar Hamlin going the right way seems to have gone the right way. That's which amazing. Look. I don't think any of us thought that this was the news we'd be talking about on Friday when we saw what happened on Monday.
2: After what happened on on Monday, we came in here on Tuesday and was—I mean—it was kind of doom and gloom. Which well, sure. understandably, he was in
1: critical condition. Yep. He was sedated. Yep. He was non-communicative. He was, there was nothing and other was than no, he was and alive. There was no
3: news coming out. Right, right? Like nothing. Mm-hmm. They didn't
1: even want to give us anything for two nights straight.
2: And so th- the fact that he's on FaceTime talking to his team, all of these different things—that's the coolest thing. It's, it's by, am- by the way, that—that's
3: that's the one thing of. All the different stuff that we've heard. uh,
1: FaceTime with his teammates, telling the players, love you boys, during Friday's team meeting. That's that's amazing. Again, not that this is at the top of the list of things that are important, but it also allows those guys, not that you're not thinking about it, not that you're not worried about them, not that it's something that you can just throw a switch and not think about, but what we've talked about so many times with these professional athletes, their ability to compartmentalize and move on to the next thing at least for a few hours at a time I think is their greatest skill set. I think this helps them with that, knowing he's alive, knowing that he's on the road to recovery, knowing that he's neurologically intact. Okay, for at least the next three hours, I'm going to go and practice, and I'm going to give him my full attention to this. I'll go back to DeMar after practice, and for these three hours in the game, I'm going to go out there and prepare and, and do this game, and then I'll get back to DeMar. It has to be an incredible relief for every single member of the Bills family. This
3: is kind of that, that thumbs up when a player is leaving, yes. exactly. Right? When they're, when they're on a stretcher or they're on one of the carts or something like that, and they give that thumbs up to the crowd, and all of a sudden, everybody's like, all right, hey, he's going to be okay, he's good to go, and I feel like yesterday
2: and today is, in an indirect way, that thumbs up. Well, that was the scariest part about all of it, because we talked, you guys, talk, I know you guys talked about Chris Pronger a bunch and how mm-hmm. the same thing kind of happened to him. His arms were moving, he was uh, he was lucid, he knew what was going on afterwards. This didn't happen with Demar. Mm-hmm. So we didn't. We didn't get though that thumbs up. We didn't have that thought. So really, for those two days, we had no clue. So the fact that now the team is starting to get that, totally agree with you guys. This is a huge,
1: huge and, relief. And, and again, too, out that this, this is arguably the perfect scenario to get the positive outcome. That he's young, he's in exquisite physical condition. He was given expert care almost immediately mm-hmm. after after an incident. He was taken to a medical center that is a, a, a qualified trauma center that could give him expert care immediately. Everything that you say, okay, look, if you're ever going to survive a cardiac arrest event like this, have an AED, CP, all of just boom, 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 right down the line, and he checked every box. It's just great news. They um, And I'll, I'll just go back to this,
3: uh, this, where we were a couple days ago, what Tuesday felt like and seemed like, and then to be having this much progress in a short amount of time, I I don't know if you could ask for
1: anything better. It's terrific. It's terrific. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, Magic. And he was on the All the Smoke podcast with um, uh, Matt Barnes Mm -hmm. and um, Steven Jackson. And they were talking about when Magic was in charge of putting the Laker roster together, he got LeBron James, and he believes that there's no question in his mind, had he been there, he would have gotten Kawhi Leonard. You guys literally almost had Kawhi. Oh, I would well. have had Kawhi. When I come in and close a deal, come on, man. It's, it's, nice. I, it's, it's done. Magic, yeah. It's the magic, man. I, listen, man, I, I do my homework, I, my research. <laughs> so when I get you in that room, it's over. I already know what you want. And I'm going to just lay it out to you. Right. Okay, I, I want to do this two different ways. Mm-hmm. The first way I want to do this, just put, put aside would he have gotten him or not. Why now? Why, what are we talking about? This is this is four years ago. Why why are we going over something that didn't happen four years ago? Why are we talking about a deal that didn't get made four years ago? What who does this benefit? It benefits the guys doing the podcast because it's kind of interesting that Magic said something like this. This doesn't help the Lakers. This doesn't necessarily. I don't think make Magic look better, worse, or anywhere in between. I don't. I don't understand the win in this of bringing up hey you know had we done this four years ago i would have gotten this player as opposed to that but i don't understand the process of it all. so I'm, I'm kind of
3: look at it both ways i think there are a lot of times a few years goes by and you start telling <clears throat> you'd start telling stories a benefit or no benefit just i'm telling a conversations are going to come up this is what was going on behind the scenes this was my game plan i got lbj If I go find a way to get Kawhi Leonard, and by the way, there was a point before Kawhi ended up with the Clippers, remember it was LeBron, it was Anthony Davis, and there was, it seemed like real conversation, if the Clippers don't go trade for Paul George, Mm -hmm. maybe Kawhi Leonard is a Los Angeles Laker. I look at it from that perspective of, it could be just as simple as telling a story. However, the other side of it is, Magic has done this to where hey, DeMar DeRozan was going to be – his agent called me, and when his agent called me, it was basically like, I'm ha- I'm handing an assist to the Lakers front office. Go get him. There are those moments where you're saying to yourself, okay, that's a bad – that makes the front office look bad. Exactly. You're doing something that um, – and, and I, I'm probably one of those that, you know, magic is basically the reason why I got into NBA basketball and the reason why I love Los Angeles Lakers basketball that's the only thing I'll say there are times he does stuff and says things that I think goes to your point is that benefiting the Los Angeles Lakers or is it hurting the Los Angeles Lakers what is that perception that comes out of it what's well, the goal of telling that
1: story okay. you're asking the right question because who does it benefit the Lakers clearly it does not that those comments don't make you go oh I feel better there's just at best it's Negative towards you the front You get angry because, at the front because office, you're, well, the DeMar DeRozan let's situation. Let's be honest. What he's saying is they screwed it up. That's what he's saying. What he's saying is they didn't get it right, I would have gotten it right. What he's saying is the same people that didn't get that right are still there, and they're getting ready to make the next group of decisions. Al, I love what you said about DeMar DeRozan. The same thing there. Well, if I, I put it right on a platter for them and they couldn't get it done, I could have gotten quite— it's not just I would have done this. It's they haven't done this, and the people that he's saying did not get Kawhi Leonard are the same people that are there right now. It's it is a direct shot at the organization. Only it's not taken directly. I'll take it another way. But I know, know Goldberg.
2: Yeah. no, So I would just it, I understand everything you're saying, and you're right. It's just. It's a little bit of revisionist history too. Is the is kind of the problem? There was a lot of time. Like Magic was in on all of those conversations, and he came out and talked about how he was talking to what's his name, Uncle Uncle Rich or Uncle what's a, what's Kawhi's uncle? Dennis. Name? Dennis. Uncle Dennis. Yeah. So he was talking to Uncle Dennis, and it seemed like he was done. And he put it out there. Ahead of time, before before Kawhi even signed with the Clippers, and that and people kind of thought, "Uh-oh, you weren't supposed to say something in that point." He was a part of those conversations already, even if he wasn't a part of the front office anymore. And also, I it's so it's he as much as he says that he would have had him, he had the chance to make that happen, and it didn't and it didn't work out that way. And also, Kawhi Leonard has missed way more time than anybody else in the NBA since that time, so that you still would have won the championship that they won. I, was Kawhi not playing for the last years? Would have made it better here in L.A.? So uh, I'll say it. The Kawhi
3: thing, like this specific quote about Kawhi, I don't know, that one doesn't really kind of irk me a certain way because I don't feel like he's saying here, and I, I I can't remember the exact timing of it. He wanted to go get Kawhi. They went and got Anthony Davis first, right? Not even first. They went and got Anthony Davis so I don't even know how they were gonna get Kawhi. Is the idea what he's talking about? I'd rather have Kawhi than Anthony. I don't I I don't fully understand that one. The real reason why I go back to the DeMar DeRozan one. Even if Magic doesn't say, hey, I'm lobbing this up for the front office, the agent called me. DeMar DeRozan went on a podcast and had said that. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan had said that he thought he was gonna get traded to the Lakers. So it, it's you know, sometimes I I could I can hear Magic say a certain thing and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try to really think this is Magic Johnson, one of the most connected, one of the most successful. He's on this podcast. He's going to tell some backstories. It's very interesting. And then there are other times that I think it happens. I'm like, all right, is that news? Is it well, not it news? Just, or- it
1: just feels to me honestly, like he's stirring the pot for no reason. It's exactly not like you're going to go back and get Ka- – you can't rewind the tape and do it over again. Like why kick that hornet's nest right now? It's over. It's like, – like Greg said, you've got Anthony Davis. He's been hurt more or less most of the time. Same thing for Kawhi Leonard over here. It's been – More so. It's just yeah, been – but both of them, it's like not like he, one guy went the other way and won four titles, and the other guy never stepped on the. It, it's it's been the if anything, you make the argument that the Lakers did it the correct way that they mm-hmm. got Anthony Davis, they won a title, and hasn't been great since then. But this idea that Magic is best for like a brother to genie Buss, it, but he's constantly just poking it with his stick, and I don't for to what end does he want to do the? T- does he want to run the team again? Does he want to have a voice Like what is his end goal? For the DeRozan comments, for these kind of, I don't – I just – I don't know what they are. And I, I, I don't – and I, I, obviously
3: I can't walk into Magic's mind, Magic's head. A lot of times I, I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's poking the stick. Or is it Magic Johnson just being Magic Johnson? He's going to say what he wants to say. He's going to – nobody's going to filter Magic Johnson. Nobody's going to have Magic Johnson. Like I know you and I are saying – Magic, you know when you say that, that's going to come out. You are a big enough name. So, you have- okay,
1: I, I hear what you're saying, Al, but n- is, is Magic smart or not? Incredibly smart. Okay, then he mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. That's what I'm saying. It's, it, it can't be both of these things. It can't be, well, I'm just talking, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Or he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's poking the nest. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it It can't be. Oh, I don't know what's going on over here. But I'm also a super smart, savvy. I understand three moves ahead of everyone else. If he's the really smart guy that I think we all agree that he is, he knows that a comment like that is gonna is gonna resonate and that Laker fans will respond to Stir it. Stir
3: up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I
2: think
1: you sit in those in those podcasts
2: sometimes, and people ask you questions, and you like, and you want to just kind of say whatever's at the top of your mind you don't you're not maybe not thinking three steps or you, ahead or, but you, or, or you just want to give the behind the scenes
3: too yeah. right like there's probably so, a lot of stuff that happened in a two-hour podcast okay, guys, or whatever the second. case is
1: I, I i'm i'm willing to accept that that is possible is that what that sounded like to you or did that sound like man i never let it get like this what did it sound like to you? Okay, no, it did it was more so the latter on <laughs> yes. your end where it was yes. like this is what it was supposed did, to be. Did, like. Hey, look, if I would have been in charge, we would have gotten that guy and it wouldn't have looked anything but like that. But I this. could
3: I could also sit here and say that the Lakers made a trade for Anthony Davis when Magic wasn't there. That magic Was did. Magic not there he for He wasn't that? there. No, Remember, no. Magic was trying to get a trade done at the trade deadline. Right. That's it. It didn't happen. Magic stepped down at the end of the season. I could also sit here and tell you, well, Rob Palenka's the one that was the head of that front office well, when the, the Lakers and, and won that championship it, think,
1: too, and Al. made that trade with AD. Is we know that Magic does not like Rob Palenka. We know that. I mean, he went on first take and... Let the world know that he does not like Rob Palinka. So many words. Those comments slipped. He comes back. That's what I mean. (laughs) It's like everything that Magic does, I think, has meaning Mm -hmm. and purpose. And this was another. You know what? I'm gonna stick a. I'm gonna point or jam a sharp stick into Palenka's ribs again. I haven't done it in a few months. I think I'll do it today. (laughs) It's what it feels like to me. And I don't know how that benefits the Lakers. That part I can't argue. There, there's
3: certain things that certain figures say that are as big as a Magic Johnson. Is this helpful to the organization? Is it not helpful to the organization? That part I can't really argue.
1: All right, we got some phone calls on this. We'll get to those coming up in just a little bit. Plus, the uh, the deadline for the Trevor Bauer decision is sometime this afternoon uh, at the close of business. Close of business, guys. For who? I don't know Eastern because, or Pacific. But or, Al, you yeah. know what that time Hawaiian is. You know what the close time. of business is. One twelfth. Close of, close of business is 112 as far as I'm concerned. So I don't know if the Dodgers are on the same Head schedule on the pillow that. by 7 30. <laughs> that and uh, Carlos Correa, still not signed by the Mets. Jeez. So look, if we're talking about Trevor Bauer, why don't we talk about Carlos Correa again? All that, plus your calls 877 710 ESPN. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
5: Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
6: So we were talking like a little bit about the Rose Parade today. We, we obviously talked about it more in the beginning, beginning of the week, but Tim from the OSC uh, tweets out this. He says, how much would it cost for ABC, ESPN, or whatever channel has aired for the Rose Parade to pay Travis to co-host it? A uh, million dollars, and he might change oh, no, his
3: no, tune. No, Trev. Yeah, no, you're good. You get cut this guy check. You'll you'll be out there. You go handle business.
1: Do, just so I understand the question: yeah. How much would somebody have to pay me to host the Rose Parade? Yeah, yeah. I do it for free. Yeah, he's yeah he's there. You <laughs> know how many there. people watch that thing? Yeah. Yes. Get him. <laughs> but get, you also hate it. So gifts, <laughs> Get him a hundred dollar <laughs> hey, gift card to Outback. I don't want to ruin the surprise in. for anybody. I talk about a lot of things I hate.
6: <laughs> okay right. i just yes. tell you
1: right now i talk about a lot of things i hate and if you you know how many people uh, watch Ashley that thing? coming up M- millions oh yeah no, millions yeah. yeah shoot i'd pay them to let me do it call me tournament of roses director <laughs> right i take everything back
6: the would only, you would you camp out overnight to host it? And they said, okay, you can only host yes. it, but you have to camp out overnight for 12 hours in a sleeping bag. I don't think you have a full
1: a grasp of how many people watch that thing.
3: <laughs> this, Emily, is what we call a learning moment yeah. on Travis.
1: <laughs> you, you knew is this is was my yeah, answer. Oh, no, this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of people. I yeah, A lot I, of ears. I, and that leads to other things, Hot which eyes. leads to things that make Travis very happy. Let's try a quick <laughs> phone call here. Let's go to Lancaster and Charles. Charles, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Charles?
6: Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Um, you kind of hit on what I was going to say earlier. Magic kind of has revision in his history because, from what I remember, it was him running his mouth. The reason why Kawhi backed out he didn't sign with us,
4: unless I'm mistaken. Oh,
3: I, I think the Kawhi thing, and listen, I, I remember that stage where it looked like there was some real momentum that Kawhi might come to the Lakers. The reality is, I think he was kind of playing the Lakers. I think there was this. I don't want to join LeBron and Anthony Davis. If I can put a, if I could put together a good enough team, I want to be in LA. I want to be in Southern California. If I can put together a good enough team, then that Clippers, it's not like the way the Clippers looked back then was the same as it looked like 7 years ago when it was Donald Sterling. Steve Ballmer's coming in and actually really making moves. Now, have they had success? They've had some success. Have they have they put themselves in a position to go win a championship? They've been competitive and got to the Western Conference Finals. Um, but I, I don't think it was because of magic that Kawhi didn't pick the Lakers. No, I don't think so either. I think there was a vision that the Clippers had, and they're building so- towards
1: something. I, I, Their own thing. I think that that's 80% of it, what, what you just described. I think that that's the, the, the reason that he's there is what you said. The other 20% is go ahead and try to figure out what Kawhi Leonard's going to do next. That's the other part. You, you just he, he is exceedingly unique when it comes to trying to predict his next move, right? He, he's a very hard guy to get a, a, a read on. Like we kind of know how LeBron's going to respond to things. We kind of know how Steph Curry's going to respond to things, and Giannis. Like you just you know with and Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie not I, I so much. Right? I don't have an idea. But with yeah. Kawhi, it's like I I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the frustration on the Clippers' behalf, and not that it's been vocalized all that often. But you go back to the bubble season, and there was this frustration that Kawhi was obviously the leader of the team, but no one quite knew when he was coming or going or what would go on. It just there's this thing that comes along with him that's very hard to predict. Uh, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna try to, I'm
3: gonna try to. Clippers had a game last night, okay, and I know we don't spend a ton of time talking about the Clippers. You said something to me early in the season that it was kind of funny and it was true at the same time. But I'm like, nah, I don't think you're right on this one. I was, I think we were talking about what teams are going to compete for a championship, and I'm like, hey, what? The Clippers are—they these guys got 15 guys deep, right? And you're like, Al, what have they ever done for you to continue to think that the Clippers are good enough to catch something in? I'm like, trap. This is. Uh, uh, uh. They were down at some point yesterday against Denver by 40. Wow. Okay. Kawhi Leonard had six points yesterday. Paul George had three points yesterday. In how many minutes? Uh, 14 for Paul George, 18 minutes for Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Okay. Are they just... I, I, I don't really... This is... It's not like those two were put together yesterday. Yeah. There's a stat that TNT had yesterday talking about how when they play together, I mean, the winning percentage, is it's probably like 70% of the games they play, they win Okay. when they're together. They never play together. <laughs> they're never... They, uh, Kenny Smith had something that the Lakers don't have enough talent, in my opinion. The Clippers have an incredible amount of talent, and they're so deep. Yet, however, they never know who's going to play and how many minutes and what the lineup's going to look like and who's in and who's out and all this stuff. I, I don't know if this, this project that the Clippers put together a few years ago, they get to the Orlando bubble, they couldn't get past Denver. Remember, they go blew a 3-1 seven lead. games, blew a 3-1 lead. And have they had some progress? They did. Kawhi got Kawhi got injured the year that they ended up beating Utah, getting to the Western Conference Finals. They lose to the Sun, but or they lose to the Suns. I feel like I keep selling myself that, no, the Clippers are a threat, and the Clippers keep telling <laughs> us, no, they're not a threat. I can't understand that
1: team. It's funny you say it, because I think think what you just described is a perfect representation of how you and I view the world also. You are looking at the best things and the best possible outcomes in people, in teams, in situations that, hey, if everybody does exactly what they're supposed to do, this could be the result. I look at the world as, what have you done every other time prior? I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with... You've been around 50 years and never done it? I'm assuming this 51st is not the one. UCLA football, use it as an example. I've just seen it so many times. I know the end result of a UCLA football season. There's no, there's no reason to think it's going to be different. Same kind of thing with the, the Clippers. Do they have good players? Sure. Do they have a good coach? Yeah, I think that they do. I think Tyler's a good coach. Do they have an owner that's fully committed to winning an NBA championship? No question about it. Do I think that they're going to win the, the NBA title? No. Why? Because they don't. It's what they do. They don't win. If I if I told you
3: you gotta pick let's say both teams are in the playoffs, the Lakers and the Clippers. Okay. Which team goes further? The Clippers, because they're just better, but I don't think either one of them wins the title. Look, I I, I actually <laughs> thought for a second there you would say and and I would I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know how much I'd lean on this. I thought you were going to say, well, I'm going to go with the Lakers because I've seen LeBron and Anthony Davis do it together. Yeah. That they, if they get in the playoffs, a seven
1: game set, anything can happen, you get more rest, everything else. The Clippers are a better team than the Lakers this season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And by the way, I, I do think we need to kind of recalibrate. We can talk about this a l- little bit later on as well. Anthony Davis was awesome for a month, and then he got hurt again. And, again, th- this is – I'm going to go right back to it. He got hurt again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think that the the one month where he was awesome is the new normal. I'm going to assume where he gets hurt every six weeks is the normal because mm-hmm. that's what it's been for the last Until three years. proven otherwise. Right. I'm just going to – I hope to be – that's one I would like to be wrong about. I would love to see him be healthy and, and look like the guy we saw right before he got hurt again. But it was – Taylor, What we were talking about a couple of days before he had that injury. I said
4: – Yeah, like the day of, I think. Yeah,
1: when, when, when do you kind of – exhale like oh okay he's back I'm like when I see it for a full season and then it happened the very next day I just those guys and and not even shouldn't say those guys Anthony Davis in particular LeBron plays more often than he doesn't but with AD I'm just I'm just not sold that hey if he's back yet but every single night he takes the court you're holding your breath that he's going to be there the following night why did I say who
3: goes further, the Lakers or the Clippers, and he said Kings. Why would he say that? Why would he do that? <laughs> best we team in California, Clippers. baby. Been talking about the Clippers
1: Kings. is the answer to that. By the way, as we're, we're all still in on the Warriors, right? Warriors are still the team that somebody's going to have to beat. I'm not kidding. If you told me today, pick a team in the West, yeah. i pick the Warriors. I think I would, too. Yeah, they, they seem like they have the best players. Clay's coming alive a little bit. Um, no, they just seem like— Why can't they win on the road? That's weird. Yeah. that's re- And they never lose at home. It's the, Their splits this year are— Incredibly odd. Yeah. I know you're, everybody's better at home than on the road, or nearly every time. But that is an extreme split. They're
3: going to get healthy, and Wiggins will come back, and and they got uh, and Steph Curry, the will best come back. player in the and, world, and they've or been doing it. And they, you know, this is I've been there, done that. Clay dropped fifty four. Uh, what was it a couple games ago?
1: Yeah, it and was. This th-
3: is and this is a Clay Thompson that you know it's kind of the road to recovery takes time. All this stuff dropped fifty four, and we just. P- be- yeah. It
1: was the night after, or it was the same night of DeMar Hamlin, the same night that yeah. uh, uh, Spider Mitchell. Mitchell had 71. Yep. The, the whole thing that's kind of mm-hmm. got lost in the in, in the moment for sure. Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be
5: supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. Shopify.com slash network.
6: I would encourage you, Travis, for the rest of the time that you're alone, if you out, go out to eat or just send us a little selfie update because I would love to just see the different ways in which you choose to express yourself via picture. Okay. I think it's interesting to me. <laughs> Deal. Okay. All right. So, up first, um, this, <laughs> <laughs> this um, series, I guess it's a series. Uh, is it a movie or is it a series? Schoolhouse Rock.
1: They were like little short cartoons. Right. I get, yeah, I mean, they weren't neither, really. I, they were yeah. before Scooby-Doo when I was a kid. That's exactly. How I was it's little friends. shorts. Yeah.
6: Uh, they started coming out on this day in 1973. And so do you guys know what an earworm song is? It's song sure. that gets like, stuck in your head and you can't get it out. And you've, even if you're like 50 years from it, you're going to yep. remember this song. So
3: let the dogs out? There's a good example.
1: <laughs> yeah, that That's one. a good so, example. So I'm going to say- Macarena. <laughs>
6: Is this song This song is an ear warmer to play it
0: I'm just a bill Yes I'm only, only a, bill. a
6: bill And, and I'm bill sitting bill here On Capitol, Capitol, Capitol Hill. Hill Well it's a Right long, long so, uh, this I've heard song. it in 30 years <laughs> and I know the words <laughs> this song is an earworm travis oh
1: yeah all all of them this one conjunction function what's your conjunction junction what's your function function. there was they call me yuck mouth because i don't brush like they had all of these (laughs) different you love that one (laughs) all of them i remember i was eight years they came out in 73 right yes so i by the time i was aware of them it was 78 or '9. I'm 51 years old right now, and I remember them, so yeah, they're earworms. They're, they're Whoever put that together was a genius. So cap for me, less on those.
3: Commercials. Commercials become, they just kind of stick in my head. I can be humming a freaking commercial That's after I hear, I hear it. it
6: literally (laughs) all that
3: stuff right cars for kids go through all of them there are certain commercials that stick in my head that one less to do with it maybe just because i wasn't uh this wasn't really my
1: time or anything like that it wasn't my time but they they ran out they ran for like 25 years on saturday morning tv it's not like they ran for a couple of years they they went over and over and over again what was the what was the this is Animaniacs.
3: Remember that one? I don't remember that one. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? yeah, yeah I'm in so, my own world. WB. <laughs> Bio world. WB, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah.
4: And this is Cap for me. I don't I don't know. The the Bill song, not so much as a conjunction junction. Or a conjunction junction, can't even say it. That one was a real banger.
1: What about um, Yuck Mouth? I don't know Yuck Mouth.
6: Yeah, Yuck Mouth. Is they didn't play that one. To they call
1: me Yuck Mouth because I don't brush and I brush my teeth like this. They call me <laughs> Yuck Mouth. Uh, we got to you. You got to find it. Yeah, we got to play it. We'll I mean, we just re-post. heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough.
6: All right. So this is something I encountered as I was uh, traveling a, a good amount over the holidays. Is that you know every airport's TSA security check has a completely different rules. And LAX, like you can put, you have to separate your laptops, and your laptops can't be in a ba- bin with anything else. And then mm-hmm. when I go to when I flew out of DC, you can just put your bag through. Nothing. You don't have to take anything out. It's it's all just you don't even have to take your shoes off in, in Dulles. I'm like this is annoying. So. TSA should have the same uh, rules at every airport. Alan, Federcap.
3: Um, I'll go fact on this. It helps, right? Like if I know that I got to take all my electronics out, I'm doing it before. I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting the, uh, what do they got the the bins that you got to put everything in. Also, so it, stressful. It, it's helpful to do it. I think I got so many. I don't mind that stuff. It is inconvenient. It's it's annoying, but the world's not going to end. It's the amount of energy people take in being upset when TSA, hey, you got to take off your shoes. Oh, and then now they're untied. I'm like, just take off your shoes. It's going to take two seconds. Put it in the bin before you know it. You're inside. You don't have to worry about. Uh, but having
1: the same set of rules is helpful just so I'm planning a little bit better. Uh, I mean, sure. Fact. But here, here's here's the question why is one person doing it one way another person's doing it another way and why isn't the other person doing it like that right that what Mm -hmm. what if taking your shoes off is the thing that's keeping us safe i don't don't know but i don't know if taking it out and putting it just in a bin but i feel like nobody's really thought this thing through that's the part that's upsetting not that that one place will let you wear shoes and the other it's that nobody's bothered to say what is and isn't effective that's the problem not that i have to take my laptop out here but not there it's like can you guys talk to each other? Can 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 Los Angeles <laughs> talk to D.C. to New York to Chicago to Philadelphia? Can you come up with a set of rules that actually work?
3: Because or,
7: I
1: feel like you're just kind of winging it.
3: Or when they tell my girl, "Yeah, you're good. Go right through." And then me, it's like, "All right, full pat down. Let's sure, get in." Random. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come over here for an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess so.
6: The D.C. one apparently has a new, a different machine. It's going to be at every airport going forward so maybe not has to take everything out but it's still kind of annoying uh, Taylor
4: cap I'm kind of wistly on this doesn't bother me that much I don't really remember a world without the TSA so I don't yeah, know, have any true. don't have anything to compare it to but I'm not a big fan of the Pat Downs getting felt up that's not that a lot of fun <laughs> happened a few times yeah.
1: what's in your sweater
4: you literally nothing let me check it my out. undershirt <laughs> <laughs> I request Pat
3: downs
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, you've been lonely too long, Travis. All right, so uh, my family- You guys
1: want to check again? No, no, sir, you're good. You're good. (laughs) Go through. Are Uh, you sure?
6: uh, That's what you think. (laughs) My family group chat was kind of uh, busy earlier in the week because my younger sister, who's uh, on a trip in Europe right now, she got a tattoo. And this was something that like my parents, when we were younger, was very much like, never get a tattoo. Like- it's the worst thing in the world. Well, let's own you. I'm like, okay, that's a little much. But uh, now two of the three of my sisters have tattoos. I have a plan to get one at some point this year. So there are things that your parents used to be very strict about that they let up over time. Taylor, Patrick, Kapp.
4: Oh, man. My parents... Strict about everything. So uh, my dad, my dad's kind of let up about music. So when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to listen to rock music. Actually, only like Christian music, only sacred hymns, classical, bluegrass. But over time, he's kind of opened up to other
1: kinds of music. And I actually went to a festival with him in Alaska.
6: No kidding. Nice, Travis.
1: I I don't want to say my parents were like they weren't permissive. It wasn't like anything goes. But my parents were not particularly strict. They they kind of were. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's okay. Or I don't, it doesn't look like a good idea to me. I wouldn't do it. It was, it was kind of that kind of deal. So it wasn't. You can never this. You yeah. never get long hair or get a tattoo or whatever the silly thing might have been at the time. It was more of a. If you want to grow your hair out and look like an idiot, go ahead. It was. It was kind of that kind of system. Uh, yeah, no, they were and and they're still very kind of. Yeah, do do what you want. Just make the best decisions you can. So it's interesting, I, fact on this one, um,
3: you know, growing up, it was pretty much you go you go to church every Sunday. And it was, if you don't go to church every Sunday, um, do you know what the repercussions are if you're not at church every <laughs> right. Sunday at 9 a.m.? So I think over time, you know, that one's got a little looser and my mom doesn't have to give me a guilt trip for not going on a Sunday to church. That's the biggest one for them mm. it was like every Sunday i be at church. I'm like, well, where's dad she's like well he's not going this week
1: (laughs) i do would we don't you dare ask that question we used to go occasionally when i was a kid but i did know that i could the 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 best way to talk my parents into not having to go dad the rams and the niners play today and i was like yeah oh you're right right. we should we should probably that's let's let's stay here we'll make breakfast at home perfect
6: is there anything that you let up on as a parent trav um
1: no, not really. I mean, like for for instance, like to use the tattoo thing. I, I this was never. A, if you get one, yeah, that's the end of the world. When it was, I really wouldn't get one. I think it's a bad idea. If you want to get it and you want to spend your own money on it and knock yourself out, I have one, and it's the stupidest decision I've made, or at least in the top five of bad decisions I've yeah, made. The dragon. Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's from the top of my neck to the heel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have your kids seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, it, it's not like in a this whole back. intimate place. Um, it's just, yeah. No, I, I think if you really kind of put in the, you can't do this. Then they're going to do it. Yeah, gonna they're definitely going to do that out. thing. All
6: right. So this next one, um, the uh, playoffs will be decided over this weekend. This is the last weekend of the regular season. So um, I my team's stolen it, and I'm very excited about it but also dreading it that Sunday's going to be... I'm going to be in a mad mood if it, if it doesn't go my way. So, you would rather your team be eliminated early in the regular season, that you don't have to worry about things at the end of the season, than to get to the playoffs and get eliminated early. Travis, fetch your cap.
1: I don't think it makes much of a difference. I mean, I... I- I'd rather be in it until the last put it to this way if the Rams still had a heartbeat going into the game on Sunday I'd yep. be into that and, yep. and if they lost it'd be a bummer but it's better than having gone through the last month and a half knowing they're going nowhere mm-hmm. knowing that you know hey that six string left tackle is that something we can use next season in camp that's not a whole lot of fun um yeah it would it would be a bummer to get it you know the the rug yanked out from underneath you on the last day of the season but it beats going through two months of having a nothing to care about. Yeah, cap cap for me. I I want my team in the mix. And I I
3: will – this is actually a perfect example of it. Actually seeing the Padres have some success became very stressful. It was like, (laughs) what the hell is going on here? Like they they actually have a chance to win and this and that. And then they go up against the Dodgers in the first round or after that Mets series, right? And I'm like, well, they're done. Yeah, they're not getting past the Dodgers. You just give yourself a shot. Get in the dance. Anything can happen. Yep. And I think that's the thing. NFL the most. I know you're a big Steelers fan. You can win a game. Of course they you're can. You're not expected to. i are not going to win a game. <laughs> but you can win a game. And can have, you can have the other but squad, you're, whoever you're playing, has four turnovers
1: that game. A hundred percent. You can win a game. So Look, get in and see what This isn't happens. a perfect example. The Rams have been averaging like 14 points a game this season. They had 51. One that's that's all right. That, you, you, just, you just don't. And against, by the way, 51 points against a really good defense. The, the Broncos are a bad team, but they're not a bad defense. That mm-hmm. I'm with you in pro sports, NBA, Major League Baseball, basketball, or uh, the NFL. Get in the dancing. What the hell happens, let's happens? See what yeah. happens in football. You see those teams come from those five, six, seven spots and get to championship games, that get to Super Bowl. Lot. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm.
6: Taylor.
4: Yeah, fact. I think there's nothing better for a team's culture than you know just winning games, make it into the playoffs, but I will say there's nothing more excruciating than watching a 162-game baseball season with the Twins, and then seeing that they drew the Yankees once again in the first round, <laughs> just to be swept.
6: Like, the Steelers might play the Chiefs, who eliminated them in the postseason last year, so it's just like, alright, all right, where's it going to go from let here? Me, I let understand. Steelers
3: are a let better team me team let put year it this way, last year. Uh, Taylor, Kings make the playoffs, and they draw... Warriors in the first round and they get swept, but they haven't made the playoffs since 2006. Or you know, Kings don't be make the playoffs. i joy. You know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Baseball. He's right about that. When your baseball team is bad, that's the hardest one because that's every night and you know they're going
3: nowhere. Well, what did you? What was the quote you kept saying? We're like, oh,
1: that was that Super was fun, fun season. Super fun season. Yeah, it was. It was somewhere there. It was awesome. Super fun season. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That one. Well, <laughs> you know, you know who's trolling me? Like directly trolling me? Who's that? The San Diego Padres. Every day in my email box, I get a "Hey, come on down and join the National League Championship Series competing Padres." It's the on Petco seats now available. I'm like, stop! I buy, I buy, I bought tickets from them a handful of times because I, I do like their ballpark and I like going down to Padre games to watch them play the Dodgers. And that's it. And now, now you're out there, bombarded with Padre propaganda. It's awful. Absolutely awful. Sean McVay uh, was asked the question, hey, are uh, you thinking about coming back or not? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
7: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI, To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
5: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. This
3: is
1: how hip hop started. <laughs> it's got some bars was about a little kiss. I forgot about that part. Grease in my teeth and some chicken too. I'll tell you what it made me do. Mm. Brush my, brush my teeth <laughs> yeah. I'll brush my teeth I will brush my teeth i not want to right be now. in a yuck mouth brush my teeth right now it was a guy who's green he looked like a giant booger and he had these huge teeth and he would open his mouth it was like a pac-man it would <laughs> and then you went in there and you got to scrub them That's out how you get the kids to start brushing their yeah, teeth. watch this it's like it's like in The Simpsons when they made Lisa look at the big book of British smiles to wear her places.
6: <laughs> it also sounds like, like, I think it's the cricket and Princess and the Frog. Have you guys ever watched that movie? I haven't seen the that movie. But yeah, I think that might be the same vocal actor that did both. So that's why I was like, oh, that's what the guy
4: It's fun. a PSA from the Bod Squad. Nineteen seventy four.
1: Odd squad, sle. That's what it's all about. That's what it is all about. All right, so it's happening again. Kevin McCarthy. Um, we're not doing that. Over no, 13 okay, we're not. That just went down again. <laughs> I don't know um, if we're taking calls I'm on sure that 14th or not. Fourteenth time is the charm. Uh, anyway, Speaker of the House, <laughs> chat aside. <laughs> Um, uh, Sean McVay is yeah. getting the question again um, and was asked by Jordan Rodrigue from The Athletic on how he manages consistent speculation about his broadcasting interest with players and his reaction to it. His response was... Yeah, I think it's flattering. I think you said it best. There's always going to be things that you kind of anticipate and expect that are gonna come up because I haven't run away from the fact that down the line or you know, whatever that is, that's something I've been interested in, but want to be here right now, focus on that, and that's where I'm at. What was not in that statement?
3: That it ain't happening anytime soon? Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Actually yeah. so that that's the first I know that question had come up. It's been coming up for a few weeks again, but that's the first. Um, what you just read to me is the first time that I actually have seen that. That's interesting. I, you know what I take from that is, um, maybe he's still
1: incredibly undecided. What was the offer they was getting last year? Like twenty million a year? The, yeah, yeah. There was were, Amazon. Never, Amazon came after him with a ginormous. I don't remember if it's a fifteen or twenty, but it was way more than he makes as a coach. I, I don't know, and I'll throw this your way. I don't know if the
3: season that they had this year makes him more apt to say, guys, I want to coach in the NFL right mm-hmm. now. I'm actually finally getting a taste of what every other head coach has to go to or go through. What he said, this season has humbled him yes. in a way. Um do you think it makes it more likely that he says to he says to himself uh, this is when I want to grind more this is when I want to roll up my sleeves more this is when I want to take a franchise that we've had so much success with and here we are at the absolute bottom nobody's had this bad of a record after winning a Super Bowl or do you think it kind of puts it the other way of I'm not saying he's running away from yeah. it by any stretch yeah. but does or does it make him more apt to be like hey you know what you ha- That's there for me. I could go
1: back whenever. I I don't really know how to read that. It's tough. I I want to go back to the beginning. This is the very first time that that question's been asked where I've heard him say something that makes me go, hold on a second. It's the first time. Because before, I was in the camp that's thought, look, he's in his mid-30s. He's just getting started. He's already on the path to become an NFL coaching legend. He's already been to a pair of Super Bowls. He's already won a Super Bowl. I do think that the Rams will continue to do what they need to do to try to give him a very good team so they can continue to compete for Super Bowls. That, that's that's to me where I kept coming. And the, the second part of it was, I, I've interviewed Sean McVay a lot. I've talked to him a handful of times. He is so about football he is so about winning football games and trying to solve the nfl for lack of a better word and and win games and put players in the right positions he lives it he breathes it he he loves it it is his passion it is his passion and he's extraordinarily good at it and i just don't think at 36 years old you say okay that's it for me i'm gonna go do tv even if it's just for a few years he obviously can come back that being said i kind of want to open the door for the first time ever to this conversation because like I just said to you a second ago, Sleek, What you didn't hear was, look, I'm going to do TV eventually, but no time soon. I'm, I'm not. I, I th- this was a terrible year, and I want to run it back, and I want to. I want to make this team better. I want us to get back to where we were last season. I don't want to do. That's not in there. Mm-hmm. It also isn't. I have had enough of this. Blank, no, but I know what you're but saying. But it's it's the first time you go, huh? Here, here's what we don't know. I don't know how difficult this season was for him. I don't know how much it weighed on his. Obviously, the losing sucks. No coaches like to lose, but I don't. Maybe he could be one of those guys Lee, that that wears it so heavy mm-hmm. that it just consumes them from the inside out. Like Dick Vermeil was talking about this, for like he 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 had to step away from it because it wasn't the. It was the losing that was just eating him alive. I don't know. Maybe Sean McVeigh is like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is completely and totally emotionally physically mentally spent it's like i just mm. i can't do this anymore i don't know the answer to that i don't think so but maybe if those are things in his equation and the idea of look go put your feet up in the amazon booth for a couple of years and go make 40 million dollars or whatever the number is yeah and, and, and again because he's 36 coming back at 40 refreshed revitalized reinvigorated sure the the Bill Cowher comparisons that I've heard a few times. Well, Bill Cowher won the Super Bowl, coached one more year, and then left. Bill Cowher was 50. Okay. Young, but 14 years older mm-hmm. than Sean McVeigh is right now. So I don't know if that's a, a, a great comparison, but I do think that there's a chance for the first time ever. So it makes me
3: think of, who was it? I think it was Jerry West that used to talk about all he could think about was the losses. Mm-hmm. Even when they won... It was like he couldn't really enjoy it or appreciate it. he just think about the losses. You said one thing there that actually really sticks out to me. There's going to be pressure on the Rams to compete every year. Sure. Right? The only thing that I can potentially see is if Sean McVay tells himself, this isn't going to change much next year. Right? That's a good point. That the future with the Los Angeles Rams, we got one. We cash one in. We had a tremendous amount of success, but... I, I use a quote that you've had, eventually that bill comes due, mm-hmm. and if if he thinks that the chances of succeeding with the Rams again in the short term is becoming further and further away, that it's going to become tougher and tougher to actually compete with kind of where they are, the position that they've been in, not having many draft picks that they've been able to utilize, first round or so forth, then that, maybe that's a scenario that comes into play. Champagne isn't a good example, but the one thing that he has is he gets the opportunity to sit back and say, "I could pick yeah. which organization that I think is in the best position." Um, he doesn't have to, you know. He's not going to go take a job of a squad that won three or four games. He doesn't need have to. to take the Texans' job eventually. If McVay ever leaves the Rams, he'll always be in that position to go get
1: the best job that's out there. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Do you not see promise moving forward? I want to read the quote again because it was you were talking, I kind of glanced at it again now, and it says, yeah, I think it's flattering. I think you said it best. There's always going to be things that you kind of anticipate and expect that are going to come up because I haven't run away from the fact that down the line or you know, whatever that is, that's something I've been interested in, period. But I want to be here right now, focus on that, and that's where I'm at. I want to be here right now. Mm-hmm. That that's a qualifier, right? And maybe it's conscious, maybe Leave it's some exits subconscious on the off ramp. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, you like to Yeah, I like to. I'm doing the show right now. Yeah, it's like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Right? You 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 listen for certain things. If this would the answer was, listen, this year's been awful. We, we might only win five games. Hopefully we win our sixth game on Sunday. But, yeah, this has been tough. But, man, I I can't wait to be back next year. I can't wait to get Aaron Donald healthy and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup healthy. We're going to come out. We're going to be a lot better next year. We're going to go out there, and I expect us to be right back where we were in 2021, yeah. and 2022 is going to be the thing that is the outlier. None of this. I'm happy we're at right now. It's way different.
3: Well, and, and ask anybody about their job, anybody, and if their response is – yeah, I'm good right now. If, right. if you're adding right now, yeah. instantly in my mind, in your mind, I'm saying, well, what is that? What do you mean by right? What about in six months? What about a year
1: from now? What about from two years from now? Naturally, that's going to come up. Yesterday, when we asked Mace if he liked Avatar, and the first thing he did was rub his face and go, ugh. It's like that. Yeah. And then he said, yeah, it's all right. It's like, no, no. You just told me it's not. Right? The face rub and the I like how Emily was hiding the Babylon three hours. Yeah,
6: Okay, yeah. it's a good movie. I like that. It's just, you, you get entranced in it. Emily, it
1: gets- <laughs> you've been here way too long to know that that is an automatic nonstop. Emily came out and she said, I got watches.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got watches.
6: I was just trying to get him in the door.
1: <laughs> bed by 7.40, not a bed, asleep by 7.40. I was in bed by like 7.40. That means you can't even, yeah, it means you have to go see uh,
3: like a 4.30 viewing. See even
1: dinner. <laughs> you <laughs> slept was for this, like four babylons I, 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 we, <laughs> that's true i did sleep for four babylons it all our a, time is based on babylon now that's going to be our when be over i'll be on in like i'll, I'll be over in like a in babylon, two babylon, babylon a a <laughs> <laughs> about a <laughs> quarter of a babylon <laughs> exactly right uh trevor bauer the decision is getting closer and the carlos correa thing is legit yeah. weird that's yeah. next it's travis lee seven ten, espn